You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Sean Doyle. He is principal at Fitzmartin Incorporated, a leading consultancy focused on optimizing sales and marketing investments of emerging middle market B2B businesses, Fitzmartin's clients earn an average ROI of $287 per every $1 they invested. That's pretty impressive. Through a 30-year career with over 5,500 client engagements, I feel, I feel like, I'm, like we're at a sports game right now. Sean saw the need for a repeatable, systematic, objective, go-to-market model. The model, centricity, informs sales, marketing, technology, and creative decisions. His niche is helping executives identify opportunities to achieve their strategic, personal, and financial objectives. Startup Nation, I just said so many words that you just were like, what? What does he do? He's about to tell you. I believe it. Yeah, he's going to break it down real small and simple for us folks, right? Because our brains just move at a slower pace, at least mine does, all right? And uh, listen, he works with you know companies doing 10 million plus or whatever. That's his market. And, and I get that's not most of us. I get it, right? So Joseph, why'd you bring him on the show? Because he started where you started. That's Dude. why. And he surpassed it by leaps and bounds. And now he's helping the next tier of, of clients and companies go even bigger, right? And break through their glass ceilings. But today, I asked him to go back in time. I asked him to go back to year one, two, and three when he was struggling to make his first six figures and to give you the, the secrets, the tips, the strategies that you can use, you can borrow. Maybe even the courage. You need to borrow some courage today, right? To win in your business. Listen, you got kids at home, right? You got a spouse, they're counting on you. Every day you come home, they look at you like, are you winning? Did you, did you bring home the bacon? We're hungry, right? Listen, I get the pressure. I got babies. We got our third baby coming on the way, Sean. April, man, Ooh. April, let's go. And uh, listen, it's difficult being a parent and an entrepreneur. It really is. For sure. And then some of you are single parents. Praise God, man. You know, run to him for that backup support, right? You lost your spouse. Well, make God your spouse. Tell him to fill in the gaps. So Sean's going to come on today and he's going to help out and he's going to help you win. We're headed into Christmas. Yeah, I say Christmas. Screw the holidays. Christmas, people. Christmas. Come on. Don't be scared. Your tongue's not going to melt. I'm telling you. All right. So, Sean Doyle, welcome to your first 100K, top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that long, extended intro. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm excited now. I mean, Merry Christmas. Thanks, Love bro. it. Amen. I think that if I could do my first 100K over, it would be radically different if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, because you know what? The same truths that I help other executives understand and learn are the same truths that would have helped me 
back when we started year one and we're it's 30 years ago that's a hard thing to remember what that was like but i do remember uh extreme concerns about every penny and what is tomorrow and yeah, covering that nut. Are we going to make payroll? And you know, just and payroll was just if I happened to have enough money, right, to pay myself. So <laughs> that I guess wasn't too concerning. But uh, payroll you know. was the grocery budget, right? Yeah, exactly. But but you know, groceries were forty dollars a bag, not a hundred dollars a bag. So I'm just saying I'm old again. I just keep emphasizing that. <laughs> but you know, biblical principles, scientific principles, both of both of which are the foundation upon which we teach, train, help executives achieve their business goals. Doesn't matter the size, mm -hmm. the truths are the truth mm -hmm. and the truths can be applied at any scale and any size. So what I hope we can do today is bring some really practical insights um, built around behavioral science. Centricity is built around a behavioral change science, but you know, the aha moment since 2002 when I learned this science of changing for good and behavioral change, and it outlines this thing that we would probably call a pipeline, you know, the idea of a pipeline being, of course, people go through stages in a journey to, to change their behavior, to buy a product or buy a service. That's a change of behavior. You never think about that. I mean, it's not just buying something, it's changing the way you do something. So there's this pipeline, but the, the aha moment as a marketer, and I went 15 years without understanding this. Like, why did some stuff I did as a marketer work and help the, the executives I was helping? And why did some stuff not work and how to codify it and how to simplify this in a way that would be repeatable? And that's this, that's behavioral science did that for me. And there's nine best practices and you get, you can get them all for free on the website. I'll share that in a second. Um, uh, why free? Well, because I'm old enough and I can't help everybody in America. So come on, just help yourself. <laughs> there's some videos, there's downloadable frameworks. It's great. It's easy stuff. Um, it's not easy, actually. It's simple. It's not easy. I mean, starting a business is simple. It's not easy, right? That's why there's so many failures. But where am I going with this? So centricity was great. Behavioral science was great. But as a Christian, I thought, you know, I, I don't need to just rely on science. I need to validate this in Exodus three through seven. Do you remember Joseph, what happened in Exodus three, this guy named Moses was out in the fields with some sheep. I remember the sheep. I remember yeah. a bush. I remember a bush. burning. Yeah. Like what, what's that sound like? If you had your marketing lens on, you're out in the course of doing your normal day and this bush makes you go, Hey, what's that? It grabbed my like, attention. It's yeah. like a really great clickbait headline. I got to click it. <laughs> the rest of Exodus goes from three to seven. There's this incredible dialogue that goes on between Moses and God that goes from him saying, I'm a convict. I've escaped this nation, Egypt. I'm out shepherding. I'm doing my thing. I've got my life. I'm settled. Everything's good. And he changed, God changes his life and to the point where he goes back, right? To where he's wanted for murder and he leads a nation out of Egypt. That's an incredible model. And guess what? Behavioral science, three, 4,000 years later, has identified what Moses went through, the steps. Just read Exodus 3 through 7 if you want the best sales coaching that you can get anywhere. And it's incredible. Joseph, have you ever bought something where you kind of argued with the salesperson? Like, I, I don't need that. I don't want that. Does that ever happen? Oh, yeah. And then I've been on the other end where they were arguing with me while I'm selling them a Kirby vacuum cleaner when I'm 18 years old. <laughs> I don't need a new vacuum cleaner. We have four vacuum cleaners. Why do I need a $1,500 vacuum cleaner? Well, I'm so like, great. Let's go to the bedroom. Let me show you the dust mites. Do you know what your children are breathing in? <laughs> but uh, to the point, if I don't need a Kirby vacuum cleaner, if I don't need a vacuum cleaner, then my interests are not being served, right? Your interests as a salesperson were being served. And that's like mythology, snake oil, pseudo experts. I believe those are the words that you use. 
about your show, right? We don't, mm -hmm. none of us want to be that. We want to be somebody who as a salesperson wants to help. I need to have as a salesperson, the best interest of the person I'm talking to in the context of I'm a startup. I haven't made my first hundred K yet. I've got that goal. I need to be successful. I've got all this pressure and it's so hard to have the other person's best self-interest in mind. I've got to get outside of myself. And that's why we call it centricity. Everything we think that you do around marketing and sales has to have the interest of the buyer. It's centered on the buyer. It's not centered on you. It's not centered on marketing's needs. It's not centered on sales goals. It's not centered on customer success. It's got to be centered on the buyer. And that's what God's best interest for himself or for Moses. And I guess for Moses and his yes. people, right? Now, <laughs> right. So, so right here, what you're discussing is we as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we have to change our own behavior, which mm -hmm. is naturally self-centered, dealing with our own stress, our anxiety, like I, we need money, right? We got to pay the bills. I got the family depending on me. And we have to change that focus from navel gazing to looking at our clients and understanding their needs, their wants, how do I serve them? So how do we do that? Like, what's the first step with that? Because I know you just poked on 90% of my audience who does, they're not focused on the client. They're not. They say they are. They write it in their marketing, but they're really focused on themselves, their family, and their own financial needs, first and foremost. True or true? True. I think it's true. Yes. It's both true and true. I love, I'm a Yankee too. I love hearing a Yankee voice. This is good to hear Yankees. I don't know who you're true. talking about right now. <laughs> I think the way I would answer that, <coughs> this is choking me up. It's so It was good. a very profound question. It, it makes people choke up. <laughs> I, I would answer this question with, you've got to start with um, something we would call, the science would call consciousness raising. So you can never change behavior without somebody's consciousness being raised of the need of the problem of the solution, because we all have a pattern. So I think what we just maybe did, maybe that's our, our objective for today was to help one person see the world differently, right? Maybe that's what we just did is help somebody go, not awareness. Oh, Hey, there's a process. There's a pipeline. There's things sales and marketing can do like there's not, there's no aha in that. Awareness is rarely what anybody needs to be successful to make their first 100K. What people have to do is cause somebody's consciousness to be arisen. Like, I, I need to know why I care about your product or service. I don't need to know that it exists. Well, Sean, that's, that's dumb, numbskull. You've got to know something exists or you can't buy it. Okay, I'll concede that. But more important than that, you could have, I could be totally aware of what you sell. I could be totally aware of your Kirby vacuum cleaner and I don't care because it's not relevant to me. Mm -hmm. So entrepreneurs need to understand that if they don't flip that self-interest, if they don't flip over to the buyer's interest, we are, we are highly refined and highly sensitive as humans to knowing whose interest is at, at play. That's why the jokes are, you know, if you, if you think that that's not true, what, Joseph, when I walk up to you and I'm the clerk in a, in a retail store, can I help you, Joseph? No, no. Get away from why? me. Why would you not want my help? Cause I'm just looking. Is. <laughs> I know where the merch is. I know your size. I'm an expert. You have an why? agenda. It's all over your face. Uh, wow. You saw right through that, did you? But we all, man, we are all trained. We're trained killers of salespeople because <laughs> of the un lack of understanding of agenda. So maybe the thing that will help you hit your first 100K is flipping that dialogue to that user, the buyer-centered mindset. If people can see themselves. Now, it, now, you mentioned, maybe it was before we were talking a little bit, you mentioned about marketers have uh, all been taught and business owners have all been taught to create an avatar. Mm. I don't like the word avatar. It's kind of weird. It reminds me of yeah. the blue people. The blue people. Them. 
whatever. Smurfs. Those Smurf darn movies. Smurfs. <laughs> I'll have to admit, I, I didn't get that the first time I heard James Cameron's Smurf movie. Then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. Um, I was thinking he did a movie with Smurfs. He Would didn't. you stay on track, please? Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I do get off track. Uh, Such a marketer. So, we got to forget that we got to forget these avatars because avatars are designed to ref to make us think that we care and we market to the person. We're still seeing the person as an object, as a target, as a goal, instead mm -hmm. of trying to reflect what they care about. Now, if you, if you write to what somebody cares about, that's great. But I know maybe one out of a hundred businesses that creates these avatars, these personas that actually use them they actually put them on the wall they actually understand through quantitative and qualitative research they actually call people and say what's the most what's your biggest barrier what's your biggest problem how can we write about that what would it mean to you not me because because what's the next thing we do let me tell you about this vacuum cleaner let me tell you about what i do all right, we gotta stop using the vacuum cleaner example because okay, people are gonna think that. I actually sell vacuum cleaners nowadays. That I, I was a kid. I was a kid, people. I was You're a, kid, a kid. Okay, it was my okay, first no sales job ever. All right, Whatever so I do. A, if you want to use me as an example, I do elite men's coaching. Elite men's coaching, right? So elitemenscoach.com, right? And I serve the guys doing seven figures and beyond. They're crushing it in business, right? But they're going home miserable. They're failing at home. They're losing their wives. Mm. They're losing their kids. Divorce, disconnected kids, suicide. Their works. They got their relationship with God is failing. They feel like failed dads, failed husbands, but they don't see a way out. So they pacify, right? What do they do? The alcoholics, workaholics, you name it. I call it the Tom Brady effect. Sorry, Tom, but it's the Tom Brady effect. Everybody gets it. He's in the news right now. He's the fallen hero right now for all us guys. Okay, he's a, he's an elite athlete winning in this area of his life, failing at home. And it's going to cost him everything. It's going to cost him yeah. everything, right? So I help guys right before the fall, right before the fall to change directions and avoid that. So that's what I do, okay? So I'm bringing that's that up as an example. It is life-changing and it's awesome. God does the work, right? It's awesome. It's his power that transforms these guys' lives. But I want, I want to use more of that example because that's all about that guy, right? We're saving him before the fall. Mm-hmm. But you All know right. what you just did that was so beautiful and yeah. every entrepreneur listening can do this. You didn't talk about what you do. I don't have any clue how you do this yet. You Correct. didn't tell me that. Right. And I don't need to know. It's an incredibly good demonstration of talking to a persona because you spoke into what, what I I'm experiencing, right? Oh, wow. I'm a seven figure guy. And I, and yeah, you just said three things there that, oh man, that is me. Maybe I need to consider. And then you're going to move into contemplating, right? So, so far we haven't talked about what you do. We haven't talked about what you sell. We haven't talked about what it costs. You've talked about the buyer. And now I'm going to begin to contemplate. Now I'm going to go to your website. Now I'm going to learn. And why do I go to the website? Because there's anonymity. Mm -hmm. I don't know many seven figure guys that say, Hey, I'm going to hang a sign in my window that says, I'm really miserable. <laughs> They're going to look great. They're going to drive good cars. They're going That's to right. have good clothes. They're going to go to the gym. They're not going to look good. But if you speak to them about where their heart is and what their problems are, because you understand, then they're going to be interested. Then they're going to come in anonymity to your website. And that's where you can speak more richly and more deeply. That's where a testimonial makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not a testimonial about, well, I liked Joseph's five-step process that went from A to B in the online feature. And da, da, da. That comes later. I've still got to learn how you're going to change. What's the relevance to my life? You've got to raise the consciousness of what this coaching does. Testimonials are very powerful. We would call that social liberation. I'm seeing somebody else. I see Tom Brady. Tom says, I was a train wreck. I worked with Joseph. God changed my life. Wow. I still didn't talk about what you do or how you do it. But we as salespeople, especially because we're so passionate when we start this new business, about what we do. We're so passionate about it. We understand it so deeply. We want to tell you, I, I want to tell you about my five-step process and the three techniques and the, you know, all that stuff. 
it's the wrong conversation. That's where you've got to flip. That's the centricity flip. You've got to talk about what the other people, you get your chance later, right? So as somebody goes down this journey to being, let's say, um, I'm going down the journey to be one of your mentees. Is that the right word? A customer, a consultant, you as my consultant, client. Thank you. I knew there was a word in there. Mm -hmm. So at some point, I'm going to move into something that the science would call preparation. Let's go back to Exodus. Moses at some point said, well, wait a second. I, I, I can't go back to Egypt. I'm a murderer. They're going to throw me in jail. They're going to kill me. I have a reputation. I have a, do you realize how bad I failed in my last business? That's pretty much what he's saying, right? For all you entrepreneurs that have failed previously and your confidence Mm. as taking a hit. That's why you're struggling right now because you just don't know how to rebuild your confidence. That was Moses. Joseph, remind me, how many failed businesses did you have? (laughs) Over 10. Yeah. Okay. I am a professional at failure. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Aren't we all? We just don't like to talk about it. So the the idea of this is you get into a, a phase where you begin to prepare to take to make this change. And that's where God starts or Exodus starts saying to God, well, or Exodus doesn't say it. Moses says it in Exodus to God, but I'm not a good speaker. Eh, I'll provide you a voice. But, but I'm not, a, but I've got these sheep and I've got a, the father-in-law thing. And I, 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 I mean, what that's a signal of is the person preparing to take action. They've got to resolve these things. That's when this practical, Joseph, I'm interested. You've spoken to me. You've reached my heart. I've seen how uh, you could impact my life and da, 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 da. Tell me more about this because I'm a little embarrassed to even have to ask you or admit my need, right? Now I'm going to ask you to give me information. That's not on your website necessarily. Now I'm having a one-to-one dialogue. It might be on the website. It might be, you know, people ask, why do you have podcasts? Well, because it's an incredibly good way for me to help people before they're ready to pay me. And I can, it's okay to help people. That's a number one question I get with young emerging businesses. Well, but we can't put it on the podcast. We can't put it on the website. Why? Well, because that's what we sell. We're going to give it away. No, <laughs> that's not what you sell. You have, you sell the expertise of the application of whatever it is you have. It, and you may have some people that are listening that have a product. Well, yeah, you can't give your product away, but you can give away everything about how to use your product and why your product and what your product does and all, but you can give it away. Right. I mean, that's, I would suggest that you probably either in broken Catholic or first 100 K you probably give a lot of the same advice that if I paid you, I would get, but what's the difference when I pay you now you help customize that advice to my needs, to my life, to where, what you see is broken in me. So give it away, but just to understand, you've got to, first of all, centricity, you've got to be buyer centric. You've got to help them understand, see themselves. Eventually they're going to move into this preparation phase. So that's when you can start being a helper. And we think that um, helping is a really important part of this journey. What did I, I didn't say sales. Did I, I said helping. I just helped me remember. Did I say it's now it's time for you to be a closer? No, I said helper. Yeah, that's right. Helper. Right. You got to be a helper. So positivity, if you think about why you would do this, why would you be a helper and why would you be positive? And it's not rainbows and glitter and unicorns and and all that. It's the positivity has a positive impact. Um, You know, and there's some great data that shows people who are positive can help more people than people who are pessimistic. And HBR did an article that was showing like a 37% lift of positive people over negative people, their counterparts who are in the same situations. So you should be positive. And if you're thinking about you can change lives with your product and service, why wouldn't you be positive? This is incredible. Um, You know, and people who are, we're we're talking to business owners here, right? So why, why else should you be positive? If you, give people good experiences and are positive. Uh, The data is showing that you're going to almost two X the growth of your business. So first hundred K let's talk about the second hundred K and the third hundred K. How are you going to do that? Well, being positive has something to do that has to do with providing more than just that thing you sell. 
right? There's got to be an association. That's that's where I'm, you know, instead of maybe worrying about the avatars of your buyers, maybe worry about your own avatar. Maybe maybe it's your energy. I got I got coaching from one of my clients yesterday that we needed to be more enthusiastic when we presented to his board. We had to have more energy. Right? Can I give you a real life story? Go. And I'm going to be vulnerable here to what you're saying. And Startup Nation, you know, I'm just going to put myself on the chopping block because I think Sean is hitting on a very important point here. If you're not enthusiastic about your own product, your own service, the results that you get for people in their lives because you've been disappointed chronically or you're not making as much as you think you should by now, etc. Right? There's all these good reasons to feel this way. But the point is this, is you're actually pushing away the people that want to do business with you, right? Because you're not enthusiastic, as he said, excited about your own product or service. So here's my short little story is God had me recently buy a Christian radio station here in, in Tampa Bay. I didn't want I didn't want to buy it, right? Um, but he said, go buy this. And I'm like, God, I got a family. I got babies. You want me to cut this large check for a radio station? I don't, I do podcasting. I don't want to learn about terrestrial radio and antennas and all that stuff. And he said, go do it. So he confirmed it three times. It was undeniable. I cut the check. I now own a radio station with the nonprofit that comes with it. It reaches over half a million people in the Tampa Bay area. So God's doing something with that, which is awesome. But here's my mistake, Startup Nation, Sean. As I've been sharing with those immediately around me that have heard, hey, you bought a radio station? I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't want it. God said this and I did it and I have no idea what I'm doing. We got to raise funds for this thing. I have no idea. And I'm just kind of occurring nonchalant about mm. it. And my wife called me out recently because it wasn't taking off. And I am friends with a lot of affluent people and none of them have offered, even though I've shared, I've clearly shared the need. Hey, we want to raise money and expand this and grow this for God's kingdom. And none of them said, Hey, how much you need? Or let me write you a check. And it was fascinating to me. I'm like, why are people not engaging? They got the money. They like me. They love the cause. And what, what it was, was my wife called me out. She said, yeah, you're describing a great story of like how God called you to do this. But then you're kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing. This is this. We'll see what God does. And it's just, there's no pop to it. There's yeah, no, right. there's no pull. It's not compelling because you're, you need to turn it up and say, listen, I started out not knowing what God wanted with this, but now I clearly see like he wants me to go big with this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to create some awesome, amazing shows that are much needed in the Christian space. Here's where you, you're involved in that. And I know you can help with that. Here's the amount we need. What do you say? How much you want to put in? Let's go. God's going to do something awesome with this. Like it completely shifts the difference. Oh, yeah. like, 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 so Startup Nation, I'm, I'm putting myself on the chopping block, like you said, because I just made this mistake and I'm literally going through this transition right now. Mm. So think about your own business. How are you showing up right now unenthusiastic or mm. not even believing anymore in your own product, your own service, and the miracles that God has already done in the lives of some of your clients that maybe you've minimized along the way because they weren't as big as you thought they should be? What do, you, think, what do you want to say here, Sean? I think, well, yeah, you're getting me excited now. I think one thing that'll be really helpful is another shift in the way of, of thinking about what your job is to sell. So we've all been taught that we can give information, right? We, we, there's a belief system that the more information I give you, I, I worked with a law firm once, uh, rapidly growing, and they, I said, Get, let me see your RFP. If I asked you, you know, hey, I want your services. They gave me a 75 page book, I had everybody's Vita, had two, you know, two pages for some lawyers, had, I mean, it just had everything. I was like, I don't care about this. This is horrible. But there was this idea that comprehensive information is generally better. It's, it's uh, smart and, and prompt to have this big thing to send to somebody. Uh, and that's, so that's giving information, but gosh, that's not very exciting. It's not very impassioned, right? It's just a big overhead. There's telling. Let me just let me tell you, Joseph, what you need to know. Let me just tell you. That made you feel really good, didn't it? No, <laughs> no don't tell me. I mean, you didn't you just got done saying you didn't like it when your wife told you. Now she flipped it and she helped you raise your consciousness, which is the beginning of a behavioral change, 
right? So then you went through immediately, you contemplated, you thought about what she said, you're preparing, you just, you just prepared, you're, you're practicing your talk about how you're going to say it again. Now you're ready for action. Next time this comes up, you're going to do it very differently, but telling doesn't work. Telling doesn't work when you just let me tell you what you need to know, because I haven't yet decided I want to change. So how can you tell me? You don't even know me. How can you tell me what I need to know? If you've got my best interest in mind, you've got to talk to me. God didn't start out. Do you think God knew what Moses was going to challenge him with? Of course he did. He could have handed him the brochure. Here's the 10 answers to the questions you're going to ask. You know, it's like, oh, that just would have demoralized Moses, right? No, I guess I'm that predictable. I do hate, as an aside, those tests where you can ask five questions and they can tell you everything about your life and your personality. Isn't that kind of discouraging that we could be that simple? Off subject. Okay. So giving and telling, that's probably what you've been taught that you should do as marketers and salespeople. Um, but what about this? And could you get excited about your business if you thought about your job as making sense of the situation? There's a lot of information out there, Joseph. Let me help you make sense of this. Let me help you see the evidence of what would change in your life and how it would help you. Let me give you priority. Let me give you a glimpse into the world in which I'm selling my product or service. And let me help you understand how people in my business make money before you make a decision. And it's really enlightening and it's exciting if I can help somebody else make sense. And that gives me a lot of freedom to, if it's not a fit, it's okay. And you know, it's not a fit and I know it's not a fit. And then we, all the stress about sales and having to say no or yes, or all right, Joseph, here you go. I'm going to trial close you. Let's see how this works. All that goes away. Either deals make sense or they don't. And I, I don't care if it's selling a vacuum cleaner. You told me to not talk about that again. I don't care if it's selling vacuum cleaners or coaching millionaires. It's, it just helps. If you can help me decide if it makes sense for us to work together. Great. That's something you can help people with. You don't have to be scared of it. You don't have to have a particular file on your calendar. All right. Nine to 10 make calls. Oh, I just don't want to do it today. Why wouldn't you want to help people make sense of their lives and guide them to the right choices? And why would you want anybody to buy your product or service that isn't the right fit? So sense-making, and this is all you can read. Gartner did the research that talked about these three different styles of, of uh, outbound information to use the marketing slang. So get excited about sense-making, forget sales, help people make sense. Um, and, you know, and there's, there's three, maybe you guess this, maybe there's more, but <clears throat> there's, there's three things everybody has to consider. Let's go to the radio station. What was your personal pain? We call them pains. There's a, it's on the fitzmartin.com slash free help. Um, I'll tell you that again later, but fitzmartin.com slash free help. There you go. Um, pain map. There's a personal pain. When you, when you bought that radio station, you didn't talk about it much. And then when you did talk about it, you kind of hedged a little bit. You were protecting yourself from what? Looking unwise. You bought a terrestrial radio station, Joseph. Have you heard of the internet? Have you heard of podcasting? What are you doing? You know, I mean, you, you, there's, we all have this personal pain. We want to protect ourselves, our image, our look, or the way people respect us or think about us. There's a strategic pain, right? So, where where am I going with this? Why why did you buy a radio station? What are you doing? And then there's a financial pain. Dude, I hope you didn't. You mentioned it. I got to feed babies. There's a finance. So you can, I hate to say it, but there's a simplicity to humans. Um, and it's all written in a great book. <laughs> but we all make decisions personally, strategically, and financially. So when you're trying to help people make sense of something or make sense of whether your product or service is a good fit for them, ask personal questions, strategic questions, and financial questions and help them understand what their fears are. That way it's about them. It's not about your product and the gold plating and the lifetime warranty and the hard plastic and scratch resistant and best lawyer in the Southeast. It's not about that stuff. It's about your buyer. 
All right. Start, Startup Nation, what are you taking away from Sean right now? <laughs> I mean, he's dropping some stuff here. He's opening up his his Christmas bag of goodies. He's like Santa Claus right now, okay? Like, this is powerful. And I really like how you're like... <laughs> dissecting my own behavior from my wow. sharing my storytelling and uh you're absolutely right there was personal pain there like i'd even know subconsciously i was protecting my reputation with all these affluent people that you know i associate with etc um because it seemed like an unwise business decision to go buy a business in a lane i've never worked in before yeah as an aside, Joseph, I have a collection of eight-track tapes. I'd really be interested in talking to you about that. <laughs> and then strategically, yeah, I'm like, I don't have a plan for this. Like, God hasn't showed me the whole map of what he wants me to do, which doesn't sound good from a business guy, <laughs> you know, from worldly wisdom. And most of the guys I know are very successful business guys. So right there, they're kind of like looking at me like I'm a unicorn with three heads, right? And then financially, yeah, I put myself at risk, my family at risk. It was not a prudent, uh, wise, in the eyes of the world, financial decision to go buy a radio station, you know, impulsively. But this is what blind obedience looks like with God. This is what a burning bush experience looks like with God. Faith, yeah. you know, like... Man, I'm learning a lot about radio, and I'm learning about EWTN If, if for all the Catholics out there, you know. It's, I used to work there. Did you really? So it's the, <laughs> the largest, you know, Catholic media uh, in the world, and, uh, you know, founded by a nun who used to live in this space of inspiration. Whatever God inspired her to do, she didn't go and, like, seek wise counsel most of the time. She just said, we're going and we're doing this and we're raising $10 million and we're making this decision and we're going to build it on this mountain. And people Love looked it. at her like, are you kidding me? Like, that's insane. That won't work. And she's like, well, God told me to and it's going to. And then she, she did it. She was great. Mother Angelica, um, that was my second job out of college. And she had this she had this great uh, pattern of, um, you know, like she'd put up a 23 foot satellite dish yeah. in the back of the convent and the city officials and the county officials would, would come and say, you can't do that. You don't have permits to do that. And she would just look at them straight in the eye and say, you don't understand. God told me to do that. We're doing it. And she'd just turn around and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and like she never... Never, yeah, like, I mean, like take up your permit problems with God. That's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. She just was like, you don't, she, she would say, she was known for saying, you don't understand inspiration. And that and you was know the what? end of her conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what I really loved about her and I'm reading her biography almost complete with it is she, her biggest uh, funders and proponents and collaborators and backers were Protestants. Like she unified the the church it was awesome they didn't care that she was catholic on a catholic mission they were like this woman is faithful to god and we are inspired by her inspiration and her obedience she just sees burning bushes everywhere and she runs after them mm. and like we want to be part of that because gosh darn it i wish i had that kind of faith in my own life mm. like and that's magnetic that's fantastic, right? So we got to share these stories, Startup Nation. If God called you into the business that you're in and he called you to take a leap of faith, then share that story and how it scared the heck out of you and what God wants you to do with it and how you're going to do it and how you need these people's help. And it's there, you're going to give them the opportunity to participate in God's plan in your life. Like that changes everything. You're not looking for more clients. You're looking for more miracles that God can get, be glorified in. Uh, yeah, and that's sense making, right? That's that's not. Let me give you a bunch of information. Let me tell you a bunch of stuff. It's just like let's talk about this. Let's talk about this vision. Let's talk about the burning bush. Uh, and then people are going to be drawn to that, right? I kind of want to sign up for your coaching. I don't even. I don't even know what it is. It's I'm, really I'm expensive. It. But listen, when people are making a lot of money, like. They're not price shopping. They're Maybe about I the value. They're about yeah. the results. Like that's yeah. what it is. And they want something that's elite and status. They're like, does this thing work? 
Yeah. I want those results because what's the point of having all the money if you're going home miserable every day, people? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even make sense. Don't you know you can win at home as well as in your business? Like, that's mm-hmm. the results, man. You start winning in all areas and God takes over. It's fantastic. Anyway, Sean, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Sean Doyle. This guy runs a company called Fitzmartin. You can find him at fitzmartin.com. And, uh, you know, he's been dropping it here and showing what I like about you, even though you're all over the place with your tangents, a little as much as me, probably because we're from New England, is that, man, you really just lean into the mic and you speak to people right where they're at. And you say, hold on, stop. Consider this. You're missing it. Lean back. This ain't about you. Winning in business isn't about you. You want more clients? You want more money, more profit? Great. Like Sean is teaching us how to do it. He's saying stop and really get present to what your clients are looking for. What do they actually want? What are the areas in their life where they're resisting change? But if they stopped resisting change, they could get incredible results that they're actually looking for. And how can you remove all the confusion around that for them and help them make sense of it all and say, and oh, by the way, that's what my product or service does. And then you make the connection. I mean, back then, I didn't know I was doing it with Kirby vacuum cleaners. I brought it up that time. Thank you very much. Um, But, you know, I was coming in with a product that people didn't want. At a price tag, they definitely didn't want. And many of them couldn't afford. But at the end, I connected it to what mattered to them, which were their children or their daughter who had asthma since she was two. And I showed them that this product could help her asthma. Mm. Well, all of a sudden, mom's swinging a credit card for $1,500 purchase that she had no intention of making because it now connected to what mattered to her or who mattered to her. Made a lot of sense. Made a lot of sense. I helped her make sense of it, right? I didn't know I was doing that, Sean. I, was, I didn't know what I didn't know, like many of us. All right, Sean, welcome to the hustle round. Going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about 10 seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show without the prizes. Are you ready, sir? Let's go. I can speak faster if you want. Come on. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business, huh? Autonomy. What's your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Autonomy. <laughs> no, uh, the need for structure. Yeah, for sure. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? Capacity. Say again. Capacity. I don't have any margin in my life. My calendars. In fact, you got to wrap this up. I got a meeting in like two minutes. No, I don't. But I've got, I need more capacity in my life. Say yes to too many things. Ah, you don't need more capacity, my friend. You need more priority. Mm. Just my two cents on that. I do this for a living, by the way. That sounds like consulting. (laughs) Free of charge. You're welcome. I'll help you make sense of it. Uh, What are you most afraid of, Sean? I'm going to fail my family and and the people that God has put in my, my, my sphere. I'm going through a lot of change right now where I'm understanding that like the the employees, we've got a pretty decent little network of employees and and freelancers and other businesses that support it, and those are all people that God's put in front of me. So, and like I get frustrated with them. I don't look at them and go, "What could I do to help them? How can I help them? What's my mm. yeah?" So, I don't want to fail them. I hear you, man. I don't want to fail him. Amen. What did you spend way too much time doing? Your first year in business. Talking. Business. Say again. <laughs> talking, talking, talking. Information. Talking. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What secret? Telling everybody. What secret fear do you have about people? Oh, man. This is tough. Uh, judgment. Do you like me? Mm. Oh, I hope you like me. <laughs> Let me give you all the reasons why you should like me. <laughs> I can tell them to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, brother. 
Here's what other people say about me <laughs> and why they like me. So you should. Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Mm. To believe in, in the gifts God gave me and not to be this kind of fake, humble, just to trust and believe it. And if you try it and it doesn't work or you say it and it fails or if, I mean, just it's, it's not about me. Right. <laughs> so, so I think if I would have uh, just shared more and been stronger earlier, and that's really hard when you want to be liked, because then you don't say hard things and a friend will wound you and an enemy will heap praises on you. And I tended to like the praise more than the, the wounding. Mm. But the most valuable people in my life are the ones that wounded me. Your wife helped you when she wounded you about this radio station. I got so many wounds from my wife's startup nation. It's incredible. <laughs> and it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I love this woman. Uh, what is the new habit you're going to create this year? Apparently it's priorities, but you're going to have to tell me more about that. <laughs> what is a bad habit you're going to break? I think we've covered this. I say yes all the time. Well, stop. Let's go. Pick three words to describe who you are, who you are now, Sean. Mm. Aging slash wisdom. That's two words. I like it. And, yeah. Pick three and words to describe who you passion. are your first I was gonna, year. I was going to throw in passionate, though. I got to get that my wow. third word in. Don't cut me out of my third word, man. I passionate. like it. Push back, baby. Let's passionate. go. You, you got to create space on my show here. Let's go. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in this business. Um, excited, ignorant in the best sense of the word. And uh, uh, gosh, hungry. <laughs> mm. Yeah, got it. All right. And last question. If you could come back to life, Sean, after you died, look your family and friends, your wife and your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about true success in life what would you say to them uh god is who he says he is got it and uh this is the part of the show sean where you get to give startup nation a homework assignment for this week what is the one action Perfect. they must take if they really want to move forward into this burning bush experience in their business with god what are you Easiest got? homework ever. It's going to be fun. Uh, you're going to either go to fitzmartin.com, F-I-T-Z-M-A-R-T-I-N.com, free help and slash free help. And on that page, you can download the framework. You can watch a video that explains this framework. So if you're interested in science and that kind of cranks you, then learn about the behavioral science that helps you understand how to be centered on the buyer's need or get your Bible out, go to the Pentateuch, open up that book called Exodus and read chapters three through seven and think about it with this new lens of this is the way God helped Moses on Moses's terms come to change his behavior. And just look at that and go, how can this be my sales journey? Mm. All right, Startup Nation, are you going to take up the challenge? Are you going to answer the call or are you just going to go back to the lack of results you've been getting because you're refusing to change your behavior? It's your call. It's your life. It's your business. Your family. They're all looking at you, counting on you. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Startup Nation, you enjoyed this show? Did you love this episode with our friend Sean Doyle? Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Stitcher.com. Go to First100K.com. Write a review right now. Make sure it's five stars. If you give me a four star or one star, eh, I don't know. I'll delete you from my life. No, I'm kidding. All right. But like write a five star review for Sean. Not for me. Not even for the show. For Sean. For my guest. He showed up and he gave you value. He gave you an hour of his life he will never, ever get back. He invested into you. Into your family. So isn't that worth, I don't know. 10 seconds, 30 seconds of your thumbs clicking a few buttons. Let's go. Write a review. And if we like what you say about our boy Sean here, then I'm going to read it live on the show possibly. Like I'm about to do for 
Sean. Sean wrote a five-star review not long ago, um, and I just found it, which is awesome. Uh, Sean Doyle FM handle. Uh, he wrote insightful, insightful show. Uh, Peace, purpose, and profit don't always coincide. Yet Joseph successfully demonstrates that these equally vital elements can live in harmony through your first 100K podcast. We're all for insights that enable business to achieve businesses to achieve peak performance and scale ethically. Looking forward to the next episode, Sean Doyle. Sean, thank you for your five star review. Really appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming on the show, man, and just pouring out not just your mind, but your heart. And hopefully that changes some hearts and lives today. That's what I'm up to here. So, Sean Doyle, thank you for being on your first 100K. Uh, again, you can find him at fitzmartin.com, fitzmartin.com forward slash free help, free help. Sean, thank you. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you. Peace to you. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.